Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the first Sunday in Lent, and we hear from the Reverend Phil Brochard as he preached from the lectionary, which was Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. As always, you can find more information about All Souls or sermons on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. I was recently reading an opinion piece in the newspaper about the nature of restrictions and boundaries when one phrase stopped me short. Commitment is freedom. Commitment is freedom. Far from Orwellian doublespeak, it was a reflection about how vows and discipline give shape and frame and purpose to our lives. As one researcher offered, we think of rules as uh, fences or walls, but they're actually pathways to how we want to live. And it reminded me of another study that was done several years ago about which kind of person is most free in our society. You may uh, have come across it as well. In the study, they surveyed a large group of Americans about a couple of related questions. Who they saw as most free in our culture and how free they themselves felt. And the results of this I found both surprising and utterly fascinating. First, those who were seen as most free. Well, uh, the survey indicated that most people saw those people here as most free who were young men in college who were members of fraternities. Right? Those being surveyed, people in that group were free from many of the restrictions that most of us in the rest of society live with. Now, they also surveyed people about um, their own freedom. And they found that the people who felt most free in our society were not in college or specifically even in that time of life. Uh, without relationship or structure hemming them in. In fact, it was quite the opposite. The people who felt most free in American society were monks and nuns. It, it was the people who had quite possibly made some of the most restrictive vows of anyone in our culture. And they felt most free. How could that possibly be? It was author, uh, the author Madeline Langle who first taught me a different way of understanding freedom. Both freedom from and freedom for. She wrote about these two kinds of freedom in the context of the covenant of marriage. 
So often when we uh, conceive of freedom, we almost instinctively and immediately frame it as the freedom from something. The freedom from any interference of what I want. I must be free from you telling me what to do and what not to do. In this context, marriage is somewhat problematic. Because by its very nature, you're making vows to one person in some very particular ways. What Lengel glimpsed was the, the notion for freedom for another person. Much like the researchers claim that commitment is freedom, Madeline Lengel offered that it's when we vow ourselves to another person. Within the bounds of that relationship, that's when we can most freely give of ourself, trusting that we will be held. In a world that assumes freedom from anyone telling us what to do, living so that we are free for others, well, it does not come easily. We are constantly tested and checked and tempted. This kind of commitment takes awareness and effort and discipline, which is just what we hear about this first Sunday of Lent. And it begins in the wilderness with the first word out of the tempter's mouth, if. And what's interesting about the Greek word that is translated as if is that it can be read in several ways. One is, as we just heard a few minutes ago, if you are the Son of God, turn this stone into a loaf of bread. When it's read this way, it becomes a, a kind of a challenge, like Jesus has something to prove, as if the tempter is trying to goad Jesus into a particular direction or way to live. But the Greek can also be read as since, as in, since you are the God, throw yourself off this pinnacle. The angels will catch you. Read in this way, it's like the tester is using Jesus' identity against him, attempting to steer him. I know who you are. We know who you are. Why not use it this way? You have all this power. You could be free from hunger. You could be free from fear. You could be free from coercive power. Either way, whether it is if or since, what we find in this passage are these tests of Jesus' self-understanding. They, they start off small, as these kinds of tests often do, but each time the tester makes Jesus an offer that will free him, free him from need, free him from anxiety, free him from relationship. These are the, 
the tests like you might uh, test a metal or test a skill or test a body of knowledge. And each time he is tested, Jesus affirms the knowledge of who he is and affirms his freedom for God and for others. And while Jesus was the Son of God and we are not, my own experience is that these tests are actually a fundamental part of what it is to be human. For it is no mistake that Jesus is in the wilderness when the tempter arrives. It is no mistake that the tester shows up when Jesus has been fasting for a long, long time. And it is no mistake that the tester arrives when Jesus is hungry and weary and vulnerable. That's when these tests of our commitments come. When we are starving, when we are tired, when we are stressed, when we are anxious and uncertain. That's when these half-truths, these lesser goods, that's when they are most seductive and alluring. And I find it to be just as true for us as individuals as it is for us as communities. When we are collectively afraid for our future, when we are anxious that our sense of identity is no longer holding, that is when we find it difficult to say no to the things that offer us the chance to betray ourselves. And it's my sense that this is why the commitments which we make, the commitments that we freely give, that lead us to freedom for the people around us, that's why they are so needed. And especially in times of stress and of turmoil. Because the tests will come. And they come when there is great need within and around us. Paradoxically, it's the, the disciplines of our lives, the small habits that remind us to love, that hold space for peace, that keep us connected to who we are, which is human beings created in the image of God. As we enter once again into this season of Lent, what are the disciplines that allow you to give much of your attention and love to someone? Strengthen them. What are the disciplines that encourage you to trust in God as you face the changes and chances of this life? Feed them. What are the disciplines that free you to give towards the wholeness of the people around you? 
lean into them. Ultimately, it's these kinds of disciplines, it's these kinds of vows that, as it did with Jesus, help us see the half-truths of this world for what they are. They are the commitments that lead us back to the most basic and essential and liberative freedom of all. The freedom of utterly belonging to God.